Welcome to Real Talk with RJ and Matt. Join us each week as we break down merch by Amazon and print on demand with some of the top sellers on the platform. Learn from some of the best as we test theories and examine strategies to give you the tools and knowledge to find success in this industry. This podcast is sponsored by Merch Informer. Take your merch game to the next level by finding untapped niches and high sales volume keywords. Save hundreds of research hours by heading over to MerchInformer.com and grab a free three-day trial today. Links in the description below. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Tonight, we have Brian Bowman with us. Um, Brian is somebody that I have like followed for a really, really long time. Um, he... Hold on. Let me pause that. I have it's going off of my ear. Um Brian is somebody I followed for a really long time. Um, he's somebody that I found because he had done some AMS training back in the day. And then ever since then, I've just kind of paid attention to whatever he said because he's a super smart dude. Um, and it just it has always resonated and really clicked with me. We wanted to bring him on because you know we talk about kind of expanding what we're doing and showing people different paths. Um, and I think Brian is somebody that is is really good at talking about how you should think about what you're doing in the future and how you don't necessarily want to be dependent on Amazon or dependent on a platform for your business. Um, Brian, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. So thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Matt, appreciate it. RJ. And um, yeah, so I guess, you know, my, my story is pretty simple, man. I, uh, I've backgrounds kind of all over the place. I've done everything from having a brick and mortar business to playing professional golf uh, to being a consultant flying 150,000 miles a year and like hating my life. And that really is what was the catalyst for me trying to figure out, all right, how do I get out of this? Um, and then a few things that were going on in my personal life, just with family that I had to decide, I had to make some big decisions. And that's when I transitioned and started basically working on a side hustle and like trying to figure out a way, all right, um, how can I, I knew I was going to burn the candle at both ends. Doing my thing to pay the bills. And then at night, you know, eat dinner and 7 p.m. to 2 a.m., it was on the phone with you know you know emailing suppliers in China, skyping, getting looking at product samples, getting them shipped, and um, I ended up starting a private label business on Amazon using FBA, and things were going really well. I was actually able to transition out of my day job full time into that business, and uh, yeah, it's always like whenever uh, whenever you solve one problem, you just bring you introduce the opportunity for new problems and i think that's one of those things where we could talk about this because it's really interesting to me like we always are chasing I, I talk a lot about current situation to desired situation and this, mm -hmm. this transformation that everyone's going through and it's a it's such an important thing for us to know as um business owners and the people we serve but um it, as soon as you have one transformation man it's like boom like another problem comes and the more we can embrace that and realize like the bigger our success, the bigger our problems are going to be. And we just we just have to get used to finding answers. But I wasn't there yet. So literally, it's like everything's going well. I'm like, sweet. I quit my day job, like make, making good money. And um, just like that, boom, I remember it was Tuesday morning. I'm flipping through my phone, right? Every morning, check mm -hmm. the seller app yep. and see like, Ooh, how much are we doing today? And it was like really low. I'm like, that's weird. Um, and there's always that like thought in the back of your head and like my heart starts pumping. I'm like, oh, come on, like, ah, cause you hear the stories, you know? Yeah. And sure enough, man, I go to the computer desktop, I check it. It's like, boom, first listing shut down, second one, third one, fourth, like, and you know, 80, 20, right? Like 80% of your results come from 20% of your input of, of your, you know, of your actions. And it's no different in with physical products, right? We got a few SKUs that are just crushing. And it turns out like the ones that were really driving the, the revenue for us, um, we're just getting shut down. And by the end of the day, like our account was shut down. So 
it was just competitor stuff, black hat stuff where, you know, copyright infringement that was totally like bogus, but mm -hmm. it did its damage. And that that's what really set off the alarms in my head. Like, all right, I've got to start not, not abandoning Amazon because it's, it's a good thing. And it's, you know, it's the 800 pound gorilla and you have to, you monetize it, but it was like, all right, I need to, I need to really build my own, my own platform. And uh, like Dan Kennedy says, you know, uh, a business without a, without a mailing list isn't a business. So it's, that's the lifeblood of your business. And uh, so that's really started the whole, you know, really uh, figuring out like, how do we actually scale this thing um, without that, that beautiful free flowing traffic coming every day with all right. this buyer intent on Amazon. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that actually resonates with just the merch audience in general, um, because like so many of them depend on organic traffic from Amazon for their business, right? And what they're finding is there's so much competition now in the merch side. Um, they're having to run some advertising. They have to figure out like some of this stuff. They're having to run some paid traffic to actually get visibility on their listings. And it's like, oh, the organic traffic isn't necessarily there. My business isn't as consistent as it used to be. Maybe I need to start thinking about like, how do I you know, transition and do something a little bit different, something that's a little bit, maybe not steady necessarily, but I have more control over. Yeah. Nice. Um, so also uh, episode uh, number 59 with uh, Brian Bowman. Um, so also, so how long have you been doing this? Uh, like how, when did you start doing all this? Yeah, so I started private labeling. It was coming on five years yeah. um, that I started doing. I, I was always like flipping stuff. So um, back in the day, we, my wife and I owned a vintage furniture, like resale business. So mm -hmm. we would go to state sales. It's, it's still actually a really good business model, man. We would find stuff like chairs for like 50 bucks, but they were like the right chairs. I remember we would uh, get these like Chippendale chairs. Um, they were, they were, I, for some reason, it always reminds you like Vegas, right? <laughs> but we would flip these things for like a thousand bucks. It was insane. My wife has an amazing eye for like the stuff to get. So that's how it started. I was flipping like textbooks. This is like, you know, 10 years ago, or probably like 12 years ago. And um, yeah, so, but the private label started five years ago. Um, so yeah, so sorry, what was your other question, RJ? I, I, I forgot. That was it, uh, just how long have you been doing it and stuff yeah. like that? Like what got you into doing this? I know there's there's a lot of people that just like, just don't like working for someone else or just want to just go out and venture and like just figure out how to create something themselves. And um, like, what was, what was the way that you, figure out how to actually, so you started flipping, right? Flipping stuff. Yeah, that was, that was originally. So I knew, um, it's really interesting because that's when I had first figured out the, that buyers have different biases. Uh -huh. And it was like, when I was flipping textbooks, I would go to eBay. It just, I mean, now it makes sense to me. Then it just made absolutely no sense. How I could go to eBay, buy a textbook for $5, post it on Amazon and sell it for 50. It was like, what? Mm -hmm. And it would sell like that. And that's when I first started thinking and realizing like, oh, there's just some people that they want to buy on Amazon and they trust Amazon or they want to buy on eBay. Like people have different biases and, and, and what they favor. So, um, and tapping into that, by the way, is like the big part of understanding how to sell to an audience off of a, a marketplace. But um, man, honestly, like, why did I get into it? Like, why was I waking up and, you know, working from 7, 7 p.m. to 2 a.m., sleeping four hours, going back to work? Um, I just couldn't believe like this is it. I must be honest, man. That that was it. It was just like this feeling of I know I'm. I've got to do something else. Like I can't. I can't just do this for the next forty years or forty five years. And then, um, and at that time, I was listening to. Uh, I had it's so funny because I had read Seven Hour Work Week really quickly, and I'd never and I put it down. It's really interesting how many Amazon sellers right were influenced by Four Hour Work Week. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, I I was listening to it. 
I got into this thing where I was listening to all the time on the way to work and that was kind of in my ear and yeah, who knows other influences. I, I think JLD was just getting started. Um, uh, uh, Entrepreneur on fire and uh, or was just, it was just starting to really like kick off. And I was, I was some of the early episodes I was listening to and yeah, it's, well, going back to that professional golfing too, as well. Um, you still, you're still golfing on the side as a, like a hobby. Man, it's, it's hard, you know, it's like, because we're all competitive, right? And then yeah. like you get this competitive nature and to go out, like I could still, I could still post a decent score, even though I don't really play just because, you know, once you get it, you, you kind of know how to play. But um, I was like, I was pretty good. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna, it's like, I'm not gonna just, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause like I used to play golf, like I played golf from the time I was like 12 all the way, like through college, everything else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I just, the idea of going out and not being able to perform the way, like not being able to do the things I want to do when I want to do it, it drives me insane. Like it's happened a couple of times and I'm just like, if I'm not going to be playing all the time, if I'm not going to be actually going out there and practicing and doing all those things, like it's just, it's almost more frustrating to go out and play. Yeah. And then it's just like, and then, you know, like, like you miss a putt or whatever. I mean, yeah. you just or, or and then for me, like I, I have to I have to play for something. So we'll we'll play for either skins or we'll play for money and then to lose. And it's like ah, and to know that I don't have the time to be like where I used to be anyway, it just frustrates me. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is something that, that you bring up a lot in relation to like what you do is the fact that you had played professional golf. Um, do you find that like that mentality, so that competitive nature, especially because golf, right? You're competing against yourself. Like, do you find like that's part of the keys of your success? Man, so a hundred percent. Okay, so I that's really interesting. No one has ever asked me that ever. I've been on a lot of different shows. No one's ever asked me that. Um, a hundred percent. So I also, I'm a big, I'm big into grappling. Like I wrestled yeah. and wrestling, it seems very much like a combat sport mm -hmm. and just like in a race. Okay. So much of like winning, it, everyone thinks like that, the people who win have this extraordinary advantage. It's not, it's just that they stay in it a little bit longer than the next guy. You could see it where like in wrestling, you're grappling, you're grappling. And, and it's like, so I, I, I wrestled, but then I trained jujitsu. Same thing with golf, man, is it's like, if you can stay, it's, it's more about inside strength than like to push yourself another step, mm -hmm. another step, another step. And it's like, uh, what is like a war of attrition? It, it's just who, who can last the longest. And usually the difference between first and second, you know, the payout at first is way bigger, but really the difference in skill is this much. And it was just the guy who, who won stuck in there just a little bit longer and pushed a little bit further. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the the other through line in that too is like both golf and jujitsu, right? Require constant work. They require a lot of time, a lot of attention to detail, everything else. And it's not necessarily like fun. You know what I mean? It's not like a, it's not like a sport like football or basketball where like you're going up and down the court and all these other things are going on. It requires a lot of concentra concentration, a lot of dedication. So like, I think there's a lot of like through lines, a lot of parallels um, to, to those things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Also, everyone that's uh, joining in, go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. Um, also, too, consistency, too, is a big thing with any of that, right? I want yeah. to say, um, just like with anything else, being consistent and just not overwhelming yourself, right? Not overwhelming yourself, but being consistent at a level that you can kind of, um, how would I say, kind of just keep it going at a level that you feel comfortable with and not not comfortable, I want to say comfortable, but <laughs> growing. You know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so what, what it really comes down to, RJ, is like, and I talk about this, is the difference between speed and velocity mm -hmm. because you can burn yourself out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant right there. If you, it's amazing how like, if you just have, 
So everyone gets really excited. Like you start a new project, right? Let's say yeah. you start it, you're going to start a new merch store and you're like, all right, sweet. Like I got all the designs or, you know, I, I got everything going. I got my accounts. And then like, there's this initial like momentum or this initial motivation. Right. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon, like it starts dying out. The, the motivation to keep going starts dying out because you don't see results or maybe yeah. you don't see the results you wanted. And that's why one motivation is overrated. Everyone wants, everyone's trying to get motivated. They're trying to get pumped up. And I believe you should, like, for example, for me, one of my routines is I go for a three mile walk every morning with my dog and I'm listening to training, to audio stuff, to audio books. I want, like, I want somebody firing me up for the day, but it's not so much because I'm like ready to attack the day. Yeah. Like quotes and all this. It's just like, it's putting me in the frame of mind, but what will give you the momentum to like continue is one, knowing the things to work on. And then relentlessly working on those things, because that's where you'll start to see like the incremental little gain, like you'll start to see progress and that'll, that snowballs. So like a lot of people, they confuse speed with velocity. They compute, they they confuse like busy work, like staying Mm -hmm. busy with progress. And what ends up happening is you end up going around in circles. So you're going really, really fast, but like you haven't moved. You're still right here. Whereas the person who maybe, maybe they're not going as fast but at least they're being consistent and they're being mindful about the actions they're taking. They're moving in a direction. So like, even if you go in the wrong direction, at least when you get here, you can be like, okay, that wasn't where I wanted. So you can change directions and you can change directions, but at least you're moving. You know, does that, does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, no, to- yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think it's a very apt analogy, right? Like, um, cause all of us as entrepreneurs have like shiny object syndrome, right? Like, so there's always this, this bright thing on the corner that like catches your eye and, and takes away your focus or whatever. But like, when you really have growth, when you really have success, it's about just, just really diving in deep and and focusing on that one thing and moving that thing down the field um, versus trying to do 18 million different things at once. Cause none of it's going to get done. Yeah. And it's like a really like tactical thing that I would say to your audience and you guys can do it right now. I don't know if you guys, um, talk about this, but um, you are. It is never too soon for you to start building systems in your business. Mm-hmm. We do everything in Trello boards, and one of our Trello is free. You don't need, you know. It's it's an ama- it's amazing to me that you you can do everything you can in a free you know web app. Um, and we build out SOPs for everything, uh, and it's never too soon, especially for like a merch business and FBA business. There's a lot of moving pieces. Um, and it's never too soon to do that because one, that's going to buy a lot. Of, that'll just give you a lot of your time back. It'll it'll clear a lot of headspace because you don't have to remember the different steps. You just follow the checklist, right. even if you're the only team member in your team. But one of our Trello cards is the is our wish list. It's like the shiny objects, right? So mm-hmm. that way, I don't feel like I've given up on it. If I'm like, oh man, like even today, oh Matt, first of all, Matt, you're gonna love this. I, I will, I'm gonna keep it close to the chest today, uh-huh. but. I had an amazing idea today, man. I just know it's going to crush, but I just don't have time. Like in March, I'm traveling, I'm going to Prosper Show, I'm speaking, all this. So it went on like the the, the shiny object nice. uh, Trello card. Nice. Um, so you love to read books, right? Like we talk about this all the time. Like you, like you go through a lot of books, probably more than just about anybody I know. Um, in terms of like you said, the four hour work week had a big effect on you, but like what are other like books that you feel like as an entrepreneur, especially early, right? Like that really kind of lit the fire under you and really kind of helped you develop some of the skills that you have. Man, um, so early on, let's see. Yeah, definitely four hour work week. Um, 
I read a lot of business stuff at first. So rework, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's more about software and SaaS businesses. But I think for me that inspired me because it was so simple to understand, and I it made me feel like I think for me I thought there's like these little these little side businesses, and then there's like real businesses, right? And I just thought it was just so different. Yeah, and it's like oh man, that's like that huge, you know. How do you ever build a multi-million dollar company with a valuation and funding and whatever it was like this they seem so official and then i had this little like side hustle and reading rework i think it kind of connected the dots for me where i was like wow i first of all there's no it's not it's not either or it's it's a you know you you build to a certain level right and a lot of the the stuff that they were doing and and even though they intentionally are kind of a small company relative to most software companies to me that seems so big and it was so practical, like I could connect with it. So I don't know, maybe that's that's uh, that's, that's Basecamp, right? Like Jason Fried Basecamp, and, yeah, and uh, David signals. and DHH. Um, yeah, those guys are super smart. Like they have a different super way of smart. looking at things. Um, yeah, yeah, like they they I found them a long time ago. They've actually really impacted me a lot too. Um, just in the idea that like you don't necessarily have to follow the path that everybody else does. And being yeah. very mindful in terms of like the business that you're building, right? Like the business that they designed was by design. It wasn't luck that they have the business that they have right now where, you know, they're not necessarily killing themselves at work every week. Like they have a good culture, all those things. Yeah. All yeah, right. so exactly. Going back, uh, going back to, uh, you said you woke, you woke up and you seen like your seller central account, like your sales weren't up there to how they used to be. And then you went to the computer, you seen that you seen a couple listings um, delisted or suspended. Yeah, shut yeah. Um, what did you do? Um, so what happened after that? Like, what's the story after that? What'd you do? Oh, so I got, I got, yeah, I got an email cause I kept getting these emails, um, that, you know, like the attorney that I could contact and that, you know, it was uh, like copyright infringement or something like that. Um, we ended up going back and forth and it turns out they were doing it to like a bunch of other listings. Um, and then I had some, I had some friends and like just in the business that helped me out to get everything reinstated. So we were, we were good. We got everything reinstated, um, lost ranking, but you know, kept selling. Right. Uh, but that was when I just started focusing a lot of my energy on building a list. So what's the next step, right? So like that happens to you, you get shut down, you've gone through and you've gone through the reinstatement process, everything else. Um, like where do you decide you're going to start the next step? I, I mean, for me, it was automatically, so I, I mean, first of all, at this point, I didn't have a lot of the frameworks that I have now, right? It was like, all right, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm seeking out mentors, I'm learning, I'm just taking all the content and figuring out, okay, where does all this stuff really, really work? And I think for me, one advantage was because I had like a strong, uh, like math background, mm -hmm. I could bringing in a way to like analyze the data, because that was huge for me. So because I started testing a whole bunch of stuff. Because everyone had their own theory, right? Oh, you got to run Facebook ads, or oh, you have to build a funnel, or oh, it's a shop, it's a you know, it's a storefront, or you got to get big commerce, whatever it was. Um, so for me, it was like it was a lot of different ideas and a lot of different theories. So I just tested a whole bunch of stuff. Unfortunately, um, you know, at that point, I had some capital to to work with. Mm -hmm. um, definitely, we won't say wasted. I invested a lot of money in 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 uh, in data, um, right. and. Yeah. And then just figuring out like, okay, what actually works? And then that's when a lot of the frameworks that I talk about now really were born, like we're really kind of started to come, come together. So if I was doing it right now, I would get really clear on how I'm going to, what, what we call the e-com vital few is like, how am I going to increase four key things? And if you've got nothing to start with, right? It's like, all right, I'm starting from scratch. 
then the first thing is you have to have an audience that is going to pay attention, an audience that you can that can come into your sphere of influence that you can ultimately convert into customers. Because there's four things you have to focus on. You have to build an audience or leads, mm -hmm. um, but leads doesn't necessarily have to be emails. It just has to be an audience. I mean, video views on an ad can be the beginning of an audience because it's someone that you can begin to sort of start engaging. So you have to start building an audience right away, like day one. Um, one thing that I see just way underused by e-commerce sellers is having a face to the brand that just is putting content out there is yeah. just, it's, it's amazing how powerful people connect with people. Like it's yeah. people, they, they form an immediate connection. And when you're bootstrapping, you know, you don't have 50 grand to, to put major campaigns together. One of the best things you can do. And we think of like coaches or something doing this, but brands can do this. I have a buddy who has a pretty successful barbecue business. He's the face of the brand, man. And he gets on there and he, he's using the stuff and he's talking about, he's in his backyard talking about grilling hot dogs and stuff. And he's starting to build an audience, right? And yeah. they're watching his video. That's dope. That's honestly, that's like, that's pretty inspirational right there. Like having people just like have their own product and talk about it and not be scared to speak in front of the camera. Um, a lot of people were like, they're very, they get like, they get scared to speak in front of people. And I, hey, I, I used to do that. I used to ditch school because I didn't want to speak in front of nobody. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm today. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is no one's going to pay attention the first 40 no. times you do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one even knows you exist. So that's interesting. So with the leads, um, you said it could be anything like video views. Um, if you guys are not, uh, so video views is like a, so on Facebook, right? So yeah. They, yeah. Um, what, like, okay. Like what, so Facebook and all that stuff like that, is that what you're like Facebook ads? Are you, is that what you're known for and all that stuff like that? Do you Facebook ads, is that, is that your go-to? Um, I don't know. It's not my go-to. It's it's an easy one to start with because the platform's really easy to use. The targeting's really good. Um, but I definitely, you know, it's a tool, right? Like yeah. I'm a carpenter and Facebook is is a hammer, right? It's just it's just one of the it's one of the tools that I have in my in my toolbox. Um, there's a lot of ways to drive traffic. I think that's the other thing. So um, is when you get started, is realize you you need two pieces, right? You need the metrics and the marketing. And marketing is way more than Facebook. Marketing is it's a big subject, but there's a few things that um, you just have to get familiar with. And when you understand those like rules around marketing or like the principles, it applies to every platform, online, offline. Um, and the idea of building audiences, yeah, on Facebook, of course, we can go in there, we could target, you know, you sell watches or or you sell unicorn t-shirts. Okay, you know, likes unicorns. And we can, there's, everyone knows that kind of targeting, but there's a lot of audiences that are out there online and offline, right? There might be a unicorn conference that's held every year and might be a 500 people that congregate down the street in your town. And that's an yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's and, and that's the beauty of it, too, right? Like, you don't necessarily have to go directly down one path. There isn't only one way to win. Um, and this is like the beauty of business, right? Like you, you may not necessarily have to win at Facebook ads, but if you have skills at making relationships and, and being able to like talk to other people and partner up with them, like that's another way that you can actually get your product out in front of people. Um, I think that's one of the things that actually really drew me to you, Brian, is like you were creative. You weren't necessarily somebody that was like locked and pigeonholed into something. Like it was always like thinking about things from a foundational level, like having the concepts in place and then using that to kind of examine everything else that you're doing. Yeah. First principles, man. Yeah. That's like, so I'm a big fan of mental models. There's about, it's probably about 50 ish or so mental models that I, that I keep 
you know, that I have now, and I'm always trying to add new ones. Um, and I talk about them a lot, you know, so this is familiar to you, Matt. And I, I don't know how deep we want to go down mental models, but honestly, it, it will change, it will change everything about your life, how you see the world, how you analyze things. And you'll suddenly start becoming that person who's got like, huh, that's, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. And it's not that you're any smarter. It's just, you're just seeing it through a different lens. And I mean, yeah. yeah, like, so you're a huge fan of Charlie Munger, too. Like, we, we both have that in common. Huge. Like, <laughs> literally, like, seriously, if if you guys want to really change the way that you look about things from a very, like, foundational level, like, because Charlie looks at things very deeply. And I mean, in some ways, it's simple, but in other ways, it's 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 very profound. Um, yeah, just start reading some of his stuff. Um, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's crazy, guys. Like, I know, and there's a lot of inspirational guys out there, and there's a lot of, you know, people who are like, Man, it's like if you there's you need a handful of things. You want to learn marketing, you know, pick up some Dan Kennedy, pick up some Jay Abraham. Like yeah. old school guys, it's not the guy you're seeing the ad from, but you will learn. That's like a PhD in marketing. You want to learn how to see the world and like how to think. Like Charlie Munger, just start there. Watch some of the YouTube videos. It's not it's not quick sound bites. It's not 20 second bits. You're going to have to sit down and actually process it and think about it, but man, it it will, and at first it's going to sound kind of like, what, <laughs> this yeah, is crazy, sure. what's he talking about? And then it starts layering on and like this, uh, it's hard to explain, but all of a sudden you start just seeing things differently. It's just, it's I, mean, I think that's, that's super important in business, right? So a lot of times we get questions from the merch audience, bringing it back into merch. It's like, how do you guys come up with the ideas? Like, how do you guys figure out like what you want to target or how you want to combine things and, and actually target specific audiences and stuff? And, and that's part of where it comes from for me, right? It's just like looking at things through a little bit of a different lens. And then suddenly you see something unique and there's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how does, I mean, you, I don't, I actually don't know the merch world um, that yeah. well. I, I understand print on demand. I don't know the merch world. So how does that work? If you were start getting started to pick designs and, you know, how does that process work? Um, so for me personally, um, it kind of like, it starts with like my own interest, right? Like things that I know already, like things that I have something that, that I identify with, or I have some knowledge about, and then it's just kind of going down the rabbit hole. So like just doing competitive research and seeing what else is out there, not just on Amazon, but going out and seeing, you know, like just do a Google search. Like you want to find out what's going on in the camping niche, like look up camping t-shirts and see who's ranking on, on Google. Um, and get off Amazon, look and see what else is out there because there's opportunity. Like if they're ranking there, they put work in, they've spent money to get to that spot. Um, and then just, again, like just go down the rabbit hole, figure out, hey, like if there's a camping shirt, can we combine it with another niche, like doctors, firemen, whatever, and, you know, target down and, and, and do really micro because there's no opportunity cost with Merch by Amazon. Like Merch by Amazon is free. You can list as much stuff as you want. So like just test everything. That's yeah, so, yeah. No, no, go, go ahead, RJ. No, 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 that's another thing too. This is like going back into that. Uh, no, so it's mostly like print on demand, of course. Uh, but I think just thinking like the customer, like put your put yourself in the customer's shoes. Like for example, what Matt said, camping. Like, oh, all right. So what does what do people like to do when they go camping? Like, you know what I mean? Pay attention to what they do. Pay attention to what they what what's their interest? What interests them to actually buy that product, buy that shirt, or whatever it could be? You know what I mean? So I think that's a big thing. It's kind of like having their like buying mentality yep. and understanding what they want and why they want it. And if they, if you can understand why they want it, it's, that's a very big thing. Just, it's, I don't know. I, I pay All attention right, so, to stuff like that. So check, so check this out. Like look at, I mean, look at how many principles do you just, you just called out. So one is you, first of all, under like 
you understand the value of competitive analysis, building a swipe file, understanding what's working and modeling what works. You don't want to be, if people think that uh, a lot of times in general, like we think that creativity or success comes down to this breakthrough idea. And yes, there is, there are the people who are just zero to one. They're, they're literally, they have no competition because it's a completely unique idea. Um, this is something Peter Thiel talks about, but it is rare. I, I can run down a list of people who literally took something that existed, modeled it, not copied it. We don't, we, you know, we have to also retain ethics here, but modeled it and were able to be successful by, by, by changing something about it, fundamentally about it, that made it different, but still the same, right? And this, that modeled yeah. what was working. Then we're looking at Collier principle, which is what RJ mentioned. Like we have to see, we have to see where, what the buyer wants. Collier principle is always enter the conversation already happening in your prospect's mind. You're not trying to put thoughts into anyone's head. You're not trying to put desires into anyone's head. You're just trying to see what they already want. You're meeting them there and then you're guiding them towards what you have. It's why during Christmas you see Santa Claus in every single window. It's because Santa's on everyone's mind. Right. So it's it's meeting people where they're at. It's why there's back to school sales on stuff that you don't take to school. It's why there's you know Memorial Day sales for mattresses. It's because that's where people's minds are at. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was another thing you had mentioned as you're talking. I was like, oh, that's exactly, I, I can't remember, but you were, uh, Matt, you were talking about, um, we list it and, uh, it's yeah. just, I mean, for me, for me, it's just, it's a lot of testing. Like, I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? Like we just try and drive home to people. It's like, everything's a data point. Right. And especially because on merch, you don't have the same data that you do on seller central. You don't get any of that stuff. So like, you know, having a successful sale is a data point. Like it's one of the only data points you have. So you have to pay attention to that stuff. Um, yeah. This is where like, I kind of brought this up to you before, but I feel like Merch by Amazon is actually a great launching pad for people to get oh, into yeah. e-commerce, like very low risk. Like it teaches you a lot of the skills that you need to have if you want to move on to something else. Um, I just think it's a, it's a really great opportunity to just kind of wet your feet into it and learn some really important skills um, before you decide to go jump into something else. A hundred percent. I love for people starting out um, and I made a lot of mistakes. Like I, I probably, and again, I don't like to use terms like I lost or whatever. Like, listen, it's it's part of business. It's it's just it's just what happens. But you know, I had probably invested, you know, 12 grand before I really hit on something that was a product mm -hmm. that that got me some 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 traction. Um, you know, that's a decent amount of money for for most people. Yeah. And any business model where you don't have to carry the inventory with physical products, whether it's print on demand using something like Printful or Teespring or Guten or something, right. um, or if you're using merch, the, the bottom line is the fact that you can start generating revenue without having to hold inventory, that's now capital that you can start building for, for a launching pad. It could be a totally separate brand, but the beauty about, about um, apparel and any really any print on demand is it can also start building the audience for the thing that you're ultimately going to want to sell. You know, if you're going to sell in the fitness niche, right? You want to come out with a supplement. Um, you could start creating and congregating an audience of people through the printed uh, items, right? Through the through yeah, those yeah. things, mm -hmm. and you can attract that audience first. And then now, guess what? Now you've got an audience built up, and maybe not on merch, but if you started if you started building out, um, you know, your own store off off Amazon uh, with the same designs. Now you can start building up that list, which is going to be the launch pad for your new thing. Cause that's the thing is now you have an audience and we'll, I want to talk about this really quick. Just because I kind of left the open loop um, like 10 minutes ago. So we got four pillars that you have to focus on. Like this is the only way to grow a business guys. So seriously, this is your, this is your litmus test now. 
And I, I mean this, everything you ever compare when someone has a new idea for you, a new shiny object, the way you decide if it's a shiny object, if it deserves your, deserves your attention or not, is you just always ask yourself in your e-commerce business, does it directly and like, you know, dramatically impact one of these four things? If it's indirect, then it's probably not that important. Does it help you build an audience? Does it help you convert that audience in, into customers? Does it help you increase the average order value of those customers? And does it help you directly increase the frequency of purchase? If the answer is not an absolute resounding yes, then the answer is no. And that's it. And that's how you start clearing the overwhelm, clearing all the crap, clearing all the distractions. And then you relentlessly say yes to the thing that actually moves the needle. Um, Charlie Munger's partner at, at Berkshire Hathaway is Warren Buffett. Guy's worth you know a few dozen billion dollars. And... Um, you know, he says the difference between successful people and very successful people is very successful people say no to almost everything. And that's because they clear everything out of the way so they can focus on the things that actually move the needle. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that's only become more apparent to me the longer that I've been doing this too. Um, <laughs> like it's just, there, there's so many things that will pull your attention away. Um, and unless you are like disciplined about saying no and, and really focusing on the things that matter, um, it's hard to get anything done. Yeah. Yeah, the answer is usually no. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, this so is, uh, really good. This is actually this is really good right here, guys. I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm learning, I'm learning, like I'm learning. I, honestly, like I'm like here. All right, all right. All right. You'd be amazed. Right you just be amazed how like the ball starts moving. Like for so long, you're like, ah, you're trying to push it, and I, oh, I get it. When you're just like, you're putting in the effort. Like, where's the payoff? Yeah, and. There's just, it's just a little bit of shift and moving all the clutter out of the way. So you put effort on just a couple of things yeah. and all of a sudden, boom, the thing starts moving. And then like, and that's when the momentum starts picking up and that momentum then breeds a ton of motivation. I will tell you the most motivated people you will find are people who are successful. And a lot of times you think it's like, well, that's why they're successful because they're just so motivated or like not motivated, but they're so like driven for more and they're curious and they, they, they're trying to grow. Um, but a lot of that is birthed from the fact that like they are getting the success. I don't know if it, it's like, yeah, no, yes, no. It, 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 they, they, they help each other. They feed off each other. Like they're obviously yeah, with I mean, some catalyst to get them going, mm -hmm. but a lot of what's happening is they're just continue to get momentum from the, from the progress they're making. It's the right. confidence, right? The confidence is kind of just going like going through the roof and you just keep on like, it's like a snowball effect, right? Yeah. Uh, so my, so my point is when you see someone who's like crushing it and they just seem like they're just making moves and, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, how does it happen? It's like, just, mm -hmm. you'll, it'll, it'll happen, but just focus on the things that right now, the domino in front of you, knock that thing down and just focus yeah. on that. It's, it's crazy too that you said that because um, I like, I, I cut like a lot of people off like last three months, four months. And I'm just kind of the people that I'm connecting with are like kind of just like holding me to another level to like you better like you you have no choice but to grow and continue yeah. growing, you know what I mean and like that's, both that's, the people I never even known them for like I barely met them like two years ago and most of the people that I know like my whole life are just like hey how's it going you come come hang out with me and now these guys are like no I'm not hanging out with you I have to work on my business you should, you should be doing the same thing I'm like oh okay <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's right no man it, it, it's pretty cool it's uh me and Matt we met. Um, but yeah, like two years ago and now we're just like holding each other down next level. We pretty much talk every single day. So yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys do, um, do you guys do like, like a stand up meeting like once a day? Like, how do you guys do it? 
So typically it's it's because I have my pool business, right? So I'm working during the day and then it's RJ calling me at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's just like running through everything that's going on in our heads and everything else that we're working on. Um, and and just, you know, just kind of a running conversation. I run a, um, a Slack group, too, that's got like 30 people in it um, that are all like e-commerce entrepreneurs. Um, we're all kind of the through line is we're all connected through uh, Merch by Amazon and, and Print on Demand. But there's a lot of different businesses going on there. Um, both in the you know real world and then also on online too. So it's yeah. a good group to have, man. Like you, um, you have a quote, and I don't know exactly where you got it from, but like you want to put yourself in a position where the people around you are so successful, it's almost scary. Like, and that's always my goal. Like, I always want to be. I never want to be the smartest person in the room. Like, I want to be in the room where like I'm just fucking blown away because of what they're talking about <laughs> or how they're thinking about things. Yeah. So that just that that just came out one day. I was I think I was doing like an Instagram story or so. I don't know. And I just said it. And I was like, oh, and it's you know, you you have to become comfortable with being you you you, <laughs> you have to get comfortable with being around people who are so successful. They make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, I've never been. This is one thing I would just advise anyone who's listening to this is, you know, you can you can buy your way in or you can earn your way in. And there's a lot of times where buying your way in is the right decision because it'll save you time. Um, it's it's amazing when you, I've always, I've never been afraid to like hire mentors to spend money to get the people in my life that I knew um, would be able to help me move forward. Didn't matter if it was jujitsu hiring, you know, paying the black belt X dollars an hour to actually train me. Um, I, when I played piano, I sought out like the best piano teacher on the planet. This guy who was like five degrees removed from Beethoven. It was insane. This guy, this guy could like, he could make prodigies. He could just manufacture them. It was crazy. Um, and it was no different in business. Like I'm always seeking out mentors and that man that speeds up results so much faster. Um, and seeking out mastermind groups, like good quality groups where you literally walk in the room and it's like, I like, I hope nobody figures out I don't belong here kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And it sucks, right? Because we just, we, we seek comfort. But if, um, you know, a lot of times our life is defined by how many uncomfortable moments we have. So, yeah, no, I, some of the, like the biggest growth that I've had in this business, like the biggest steps I've taken forward is just because I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just, I, yeah, do it's it. just literally like, just do it. And, and everything will sort itself out. Yep. It does. It does. It just, it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. wild how it works. Yeah. So if you were to start building an audience right now, right? Like, where do you think that you would want to start? What's the easiest place to start? Because this is something that we're talking about a lot, at least in the merch communities, is the fact that, again, like the organic traffic isn't necessarily consistent on Amazon. It's just super competitive. It's hard to get things there. So it's like, how can you do a workaround or be creative to get eyeballs on your stuff? So whether that's building a Facebook group, building, you know, fan pages, et cetera. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, or it's a good question. I think the right thing depends on the person and what they're what they're comfortable doing. If I was going to choose, if I had one choice, how would I build an audience? Because there's, I mean, so many ways you can do it. There's email. There's you can you know build up an Instagram, a Facebook page, a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, uh, you know, a messenger list. Um, we talked about video views. Uh, man, I mean, there's. And that's just that's just online things you can do. Right. Um, you could, dang, you could start a meetup or something. I mean, there's so many ways you can build an audience. If I was going to start, and I just kind of had to bootstrap this thing, yeah, hands down, right now because it's just so accessible and it's so powerful. Uh, the ROI it takes time, but it's there is video and it's going live 
and just broadcasting and getting comfortable hitting live, hitting live, hitting live, hitting live. And you're like, you know, the, a lot of times, and then the next question, I already know where it's going with, you know, if someone's listening to this, they're like, okay, but then what do yeah. I talk about? What do I talk about? That's always the next question. And that's where this idea of mapping the transformation is huge. We have one guy, um, you know him, Jake, he's in the, he's in the underground group. Yeah. And, yep. Um, he is, you know, his, his product, like it serves, I, I won't talk about his product, but like it serves, um, it's like parents, right? So like this idea, you know, he, I told him like, go live, like to start putting content out there. And he didn't really know what to talk about. So I said, I, I explained this mapping the transformation idea. Like the next day he posted in the group, like 40 different things in this transformation. And now, I mean, he's got topics for days now. So that would be where I would start. I would map out the transformation and I could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think we should probably clarify map the transformation out. Like I understand what you're talking about, but I think the rest of the audience is, is probably curious. Like what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, so no matter if you're in business, you have, you're the business owner and there's a buyer and the person is buying from you because they are seeking a transformation. They maybe don't know it. You know, they think they're just buying a Bluetooth mouse. Well, they're actually possibly this. I don't know. You're gonna have to research it, but they possibly are actually going through a transformation where they want to make their workspace cleaner, or they just want to get rid of all the freaking clutter, um, all the cables, whatever it is, there's, there is a transformation. It might be a short one. It might be a long one. If it's weight loss, if you sell supplements, you've got a supplement that speeds up someone's metabolism. Well, that's just one piece of this bigger transformation. So a, a good exercise is to, I, I always, I draw a C on one end and a D on another C to D current to desired. I do this all the time on the whiteboard. I literally, whenever I have an idea, I always do this. Nice. Um, and I draw a line between them. And you figure out where are they now, where are they trying to get? So let's say it's weight loss. So somebody is they're you know, not in the shape that they want to be in and they want to get back to being in great shape or they want to just have more energy. Fine. That's the transformation. And now we just have to figure out what are all the things that have to happen along the way. So you've got a supplement and it's just one piece of that transformation. It's the thing that speeds up their metabolism, let's say, or controls their appetite. Fine. That's one piece or it reduces inflammation so that they can actually recover faster and work out. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's one piece, but there's other things they need. They need meal plans. They need a better diet. They need the equipment to work out in. They need support. You know, so much of losing weight or getting in shape is accountability and staying with it and consistency like we were talking about. So there's all these things they need in this transformation and there's information they need too. So all the information they need, that's your content. That's what you can be putting out. So now you're getting them results in advance. There's all this goodwill being built out. Now you, you're like, I just sell shirts with motivational quotes. Okay, but that's just one piece of that journey. They have all these other things. So now you could put out content about, you know, all this other stuff, meal prepping, workouts, something you saw, something. And you just have all this content to talk about. And every once in a while, you know, they know you and you're, and the whole time, that's the beauty about print. The whole time you're wearing the shirt. Right. And then it's like, oh dude, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, like I make these, you know, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, you know, like you said, meeting the customer where they're at, right? Like you're actually going to what they're going through, talking about the things they're talking about. And that's the connection that you're going to build with that audience. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And when you do that, it starts opening all this other stuff. Cause now you're like, all right, what other products could I sell? Well, yep. hmm, okay, well I can sell this cause they need it. Right. It's and like fixing a problem in a way almost, right? That's what business 100%. is. Like yeah. uh, you're problem solving at the end of the day. 
Yep. It's and a, the beauty is the beauty is every time you solve one thing, you create another problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every exactly. time you every time you solve one problem, you create another one. Well, the beauty of it is too is that when you build an audience like, like that, right? And like you have the ability to talk back and forth, um, like with a live, and you get comments, you get feedback, everything else, right? Is you get to actually get audience insights. You get to actually know like exactly what they want because you can ask them. Like, yep. how else can I help you? What else can I give you? What what else is going to make this easier for you? And it's exactly. not just like in fitness, guys. Like, you have to wrap your heads around, like, that's an example. Like, this can be literally any niche. Like, any niche, whether it's camping, whether it's fishing, whether it's whatever, teachers, right? Like, they all have their own unique set of problems and issues that they need to they need to solve. That's exactly right. And, and if you don't know the answer, Google. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you, you start finding the answers, and they will appreciate that you brought it to them. And that's how you start building goodwill. That's how you start building a bond. And all of a sudden you're getting them results in advance. And the only, there always has to be, there's always a value exchange. You're exchanging value of like the information and maybe they're not, there's not a financial transaction, but they're giving you time. And time is very, very, very valuable. When you, when you consider that most people's attention span is about nine seconds. Someone sits two minutes with you. My goodness, someone sits for 30 minutes. That's, that's a lot of value. And I can tell you for a fact, RJ and Matt, greatly, greatly appreciate that, that value that your that value exchange that's happening even right now. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I had a goddamn question I was going to ask and just went straight out of my <laughs> head. If you, guys, yeah, if you guys have any questions too for Brian, go ahead and uh, drop them in the comments so we can go ahead and ask them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If, uh, if you guys also, if you guys uh, want to interact more with Brian or see more of his stuff, um, he has a Facebook group marketing for e-commerce um, that uh, he goes live in normally like once a day, right? You're, you're generally posting there once a day. Yeah. So I'm posting once a day. Um, I also go live. You can find me on Facebook. The The group's the best place because that's where we can really interact. Um, I'm pretty active in that group. Obviously, I have a lot of things going on with, you know, between the intensive and the underground and then the, yeah. uh, the, the marketing for e-commerce group, but I'm pretty active. I post every day. Um, I always drop video content, you know, sharing ideas. Sometimes it's directly related to some you know, some crazy tactic that's working on Facebook and other times it's, yeah, if you, you know, mental models. <laughs> exactly. If you'd like to get really in depth with Brian, if you really want to get to him, um, he does have a, a private group, Ecom Underground, um, that, uh, like I've been in there for the last six months, man. Like it's, it's really opens your eyes to a lot of possibility. Cool. Um, also put up, I'll put all that information down below. I'm not sure yeah. if in that group, uh, I'll put the Facebook group down below and then, uh, if you guys want to join this, go ahead and join it in the description. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Some good stuff. Get all kinds of good feedback in here. Um, it's pretty interesting that you say because I've been I've been paying attention to a lot of this stuff too. Um, people going live all the time. Like they don't even like if they think up they they don't even think about it. Well, if they think about it, they're just like live, and then they just start talking. And I was like, okay, what are you talking about? But then they they kind of like you can kind of tell like when they go live, they kind of they remember what they're gonna say, and then they start speaking, and all of a sudden, yeah, like an hour Here's Here's a couple keys. Like, so if we're going to get, you know, there's yeah. you, you break things down into principle, strategy, and tactics. And everyone wants to focus on the tactics right away because they think, oh, that's the thing that's going to move the needle. Like the button to click or the color to put in the Facebook ad or the like special mm -hmm. like placement that's going to work. That's the tactical stuff. And it's super important. Um, but you got to get the principle right. Why the heck am I doing this? Who do I serve? What's the result they want? If you don't get the principle right, strategies and the tactics will never work. And this is why people try Facebook and it doesn't work. Or they try Instagram, it doesn't work. Or whatever it is, I tried it, it didn't work. 
Well, chances are the principle was never established. You got to figure out why are you in business? Who do you serve? What's the transformation? And how are you there to actually help them get there? Okay. Once you do that, now we start thinking about the strategies. Strategies is, for example, where are we going to target? Listen, if you're selling to, um, just as an example, if you're selling to, uh, you know, 29 to 35 year old uh, women who, um, you know, are recently engaged and are into home decor, you know, Facebook's good. Instagram is better. You should be on Pinterest. Like you need, and no one talks about Pinterest, right? Mm -hmm. It's not as popular of a thing, but you need to be establishing, you got to figure out Pinterest because that's where your audience is. So strategically, what are we going to do? Um, that's a huge consideration. Strategically, what what options are we going to give them? If you if you're if you're selling to an older demographic, you will be amazed at how your conversion rates will go up when you just have a phone number or a chat somewhere. Because for a lot of them, phone number is huge. If they can just have someone to call and it you will like double conversion rates. Right. So anyway, so strategically, who are we serving and how are we going to do it best? Now let's talk like tactically. So tactically, Facebook lives, right? The best thing you can do because you're going to be super nervous because there's a blue button and you're going to hit that thing. And it's like, uh, Hey, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Hey, okay. And then you're just not going to have to say, so the big, you have to keep the big topic that you're going to talk about has to be on, on your mind. So for me, I go live at least twice a day because I've, I go live on my Facebook page, my, you know, like my main page. Um, I go live in a different, another group. And sometimes I go live three times a day. It's a lot of content. And I don't know what I'm going to talk about till like that day. I'll be I'll be out walking or something, and I just figure out what am I going to talk about. So maybe tomorrow I'm going to talk about, um, you know, how to increase conversion rates. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to just make sure I boil it down to I don't want to ramble on for like hours about all these different things. So I'm going to pick what are like the top two or three things that I can talk about, and I just know like that's my that's my north star. That's the thing I always have to go back to. So I just remind myself when I hit the button, I'm like, hey, what's going on, guys? Brian Bowman here. And oh, man, I'm excited. I got something really cool to talk to you about today. Um, I was on a walk this morning. And I thought, like, what could I what could I talk about that will just absolutely blow your mind? Um, so I'm going to share with you, like, my three top conversion strategies for anything. It's a Shopify store, a funnel. It doesn't matter. These three things, they're universal. So first thing I want to talk about, and then boom, you can go into it. And then what happens is you'll go off on some tangent. And that's where usually you see people get like lost, like they don't know where to go, but it's like you have your North Star, which is the thing that you're going to cover. Yeah. Then you can always be literally in the middle of you can say like, anyway, I don't know how I got there, but let's talk about the second thing because now, boom, you can go back to it because it's like you're, it's what recalibrates you. And if you've got that, I promise you that alone. Oh, and if you just know what you're going to say in the first 10 seconds. So if you notice, I have the same intro almost every time because now I don't have to think about it and I can just dive right into it. The hardest part of any presentation is the first 10 seconds. Cause if you get that part wrong, all of a sudden that voice in your head is like, <laughs> is like, what did I say? Why am Super I saying true. this? What am I talking about? Oh man, why is no one here? Wait, no one's, oh, why did that person leave? Like you, it's, it's weird. It's like you're out of sync or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's, sure. no, that's like the that. best advice I can give. No, that's, that's, that was really good. Um, so uh, John's asking in the chat, can you explain what the e-com underground is? How does one get involved? Yeah, so um, it's actually, uh, Matt, see, Matt's such an OG. Um, we we actually, e-com underground is our company. So we, we went through this whole transition. Mm -hmm. So it's actually called the underground. 
So we have the underground and we have another program called um, Ecom Intensive, but the underground is, it's just a monthly um, group. It's a monthly membership where um, I share strategies, tactics, principles. Um, I really, I pick one from each of those. It's very e-commerce uh, centric, very centered on that. So all the topics have to do with, uh, you know, e-commerce and selling and, and improving your business. Um, the easiest way to get involved is actually, uh, if you go to our site, ecomunderground.com, and um, you go there, you'll get all the information on the podcast. And you can also, we have a case study there you can watch. And that's the easiest way to get involved in, um, in the underground. Um, or the other thing you could do is if you join the Marketing for E-commerce group, um, you could just say, hey, Brian, let me in the underground and we'll hook you up. I have that below the in the description, guys. The uh, ecomunderground com right down below if you guys are interested in anything down there yeah um, yeah so hey, you can check it out and uh would love to have you in the marketing free commerce group too a lot, lot of good conversation there so i try to i try to try to just put put as much out there to help and and hopefully um hopefully you guys can apply some of the stuff and the main thing is i just like to hear back from everyone i'm like i i, <laughs> I that, that's like what motivates me the most yeah so. yeah it's a yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things where like just having the direct feedback from your audience, um, it's huge. It's the, it's the same for us too, as well. Like we oh, see yeah. that and we're just like, wow, man! Like we don't even like we don't even realize like and, and how much we appreciate like we appreciate like we when like we get over sixty or seventy comments on a post, and we're like, wow, like we have, you know how much we appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, to us. yeah, um, it, it it does. But yeah, so going like recapping everything right now on like say you're running Facebook advertisement or anything like that. The big thing is videos, right? Videos. That's mm -hmm. and and without getting yeah, without nerding out because like oh man, we could nerd out. Um, it's it's the best bang for your buck right now. Okay, running videos on Facebook, any type of advertisement videos. Yeah, and what you do is at first, guys, you just want to start just just get comfortable putting the content out there. Don't start advertising yet. You're in such a good position right now, especially if you're doing merch or you're you know if you're doing Amazon, FBA. You know, just start putting the content out. Map the transformation, start putting the content out. Um, no one's going to see it at first, honestly. That's the thing. So just start doing it. And then once you start to get the feel for it, you can actually just start putting a little money behind it, just a little bit of money. And then you're, what you're looking for is you're trying to find one, you start sending it to your target audience. You're just trying to find one that gets a little bit of traction. It just seems like it's getting a little more engagement. It's getting a little more comments. That might be a, a, you know, a signal in the noise. That might be a, a, a sign that, hey, maybe that's the one that we need to double down a little bit on. And people are watching that and you're, they're starting to engage with your content. And um, that's kind of the beginning of, of like a snowball effect. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when it comes to any type of social, like social media marketing. Um, I, I see where they get like overwhelmed because they go into the back office or any type of... Uh, like the social media uh, platform in the back office and they get overwhelmed. They're like, wow, what, what am I supposed to do here? And it's understandable. No, it's completely understandable because it's a, uh, it's, it gets crazy back there if you don't know what you're going doing. So yeah, just, yeah, just you don't, you don't even need to do that. You just, just go live for now. Just get started. <laughs> then, and then if, okay. the, and then if they want to know the next step that you could always find the answer um, and no white space on the calendar. You schedule, schedule that stuff in. <laughs> like, God, I, that's, yeah. that, that is the truth. Literally like, 
so I went through and just because we joined the intensive and like it's it's intense, right? Like it's a it's a program. <laughs> so I went out and I I went back to my roots. I bought like a Franklin Covey freaking planner and and bought all the stuff and everything else because I'm like scheduling out my day hour by hour, minute by minute because I, there's things I need to get done. If I don't do that, like it's just not going to get done. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And honestly, oh man, so. I could talk about this stuff for days is like optimization, optimization. So um, you got to start getting your time back. Mm -hmm. People, people, they, they were, we have this culture of like, we are, we will trade five bucks. We will to save $5. We'll like give up two hours. Um, you have to start looking for opportunities, start getting your time back. Mm -hmm. Um, so this might be a little controversial, but like literally I don't like, I don't do my grocery. I, I, all my groceries get delivered to my house now. That is not controversial at all. I will tell you right now. There's, <laughs> I know two people that are in the chat right now that literally like Instacart is literally their life. It's just, it, it's, it's this little freck. I mean, it's, you yeah. pay like 5% or something. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing. And no. the groceries get delivered to your house. It's I literally for, I don't know, whatever. I don't even know what it is. Maybe a hundred bucks a month. I've bought back like, eight or nine hours of my, of my life. It's yeah. guys like, so you have to look for these opportunities. Um, I have a really cool exercise that I go through every quarter, but um, just track your time and start getting your time back and look for opportunities to buy your time back because every hour you get back, that's an hour you can double down on your business. And the return is way higher than the five bucks to no, that, that, so that, that actually speaks really powerful to me and RJ, right? Because that's something that we talk about all the time with our audience, right? Because there's, there's very low invested costs into merch. And so people sometimes get trapped in this idea that like, I don't want to spend money on my business. I'm just going to do everything myself. And like, you can't grow by yourself. You just can't. There's only so much work that you can get done during a day. Um, so that's where like adding a VA to your team so you can help them with designing Huge. or help you with like all of those things matter. I think everyone should just have a VA on staff. Like even that's if... That's if literally find, what I have right now. Like, you have a good I have one, one on, yeah. And you're like, oh, but I'm not giving him any work. It, like, you'll it, nature nature abhors a vacuum. Like, they, you will find something for them to do. You should just have one on staff. No, yeah, no, no, I mean, because like my VA originally started with us on merch, like, and that's what she helped us with was with all that stuff. Now she's an admin, administrative assistant for us now. Like, anytime I have something that comes up, like, it's like, take care of this for me. Do this for me. Like, it's yeah. a lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I agree. Like, honestly, like when I get stuck in traffic, I get pissed off because I'm just like, man, see, this is why I didn't want to go. I could have been at the computer learning something new. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm stuck in this damn traffic, wasting 30 minutes of my life. And they're like, looking at me like, dude, this dude's crazy. Like, hell yeah, I'm crazy. Like, I want to win. <laughs> Yeah. That's a, you know what? You know what you got to do, RJ? That's where you pop on a little marketing for e-commerce. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I guess my, got my Back to the Future shirt on today. <laughs> I used to watch this shirt like I over and over. Uh, number two, I watched over and over. Like number one, two. But when I was four years old, that was my movie, my go-to movie. Watch it two or three times a day. <laughs> and I finally bought the shirt, and I'm so excited. Like I got it. Yes, so you just mapped out the transformation for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like Back to the Future is like real, like, like I don't know, man. Like everything that's on there is like so dope. I don't know. <laughs> Love it, Are man. you still betting on what, what was the, uh, the Cubs? Like, actually, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Wasn't it pretty close? Yeah. The Cubs, the Cubs won the World Series. Wasn't it? They won in, was it 16? 16. And I think it was 15. Was, uh, 15. Was, it, they got... That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. No. Um, 
if you guys you guys got any quite last minute questions for him for uh brian um go ahead and get them in um because it's almost over this was great brian thank you i appreciate coming on no, yeah um, yeah if any of you guys are going to be out in Vegas uh, next week for Prosper, Brian is going to be speaking at Prosper also. Yeah. The, and so much just, more that we have to talk about in this show. And, <laughs> you know, serious, like we skipped over there some gray areas in this show. I'm just like skipped over it because there's so much that we can elaborate on. It's like, it's not a, like 30 or 10 minute talk. It's like literally like a 45, 30 minute talk. Over yeah, yeah. Hey, if there's anything, you know, if there's anything that anything that we talked about, if the audience, um, if you guys, if there's something that you would like to go deeper on, um, if these guys want to have me back on, I'd, I'm happy to, I'm happy to elaborate and, um, you know, answer any questions you guys have after this would be, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, Brian's podcast too. It's just a great, you know, it's not super long. It's every week, every day. It's like an, <laughs> like literally, I mean, no, but I mean, I appreciate that though. Right. Like it's, it's something that, you know, you can turn on like when you're like in the car and you're on the way to something or whatever, and like get in a lot of like foundational principle stuff. That's what you talk about on that podcast more than anything else. Yeah. I try to keep it. I try to keep it to the point. I know that uh, we're all busy. So I, uh, I respect, uh, respect the time and, yeah. So if you guys are at Prosper, by the way, just please come up, say hi, like wherever. It doesn't matter. Just come up, say hi. And I would love to, i uh, love to meet you and, and, uh, and just get to know you a little bit. So yeah. Cool. We, um, we also, we couldn't even uh, post this in the group because uh, Facebook has been down. I know I'm sure you're aware of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been down for what, like since nine 30 this morning, I believe it was. Um, so we kind of post it really. So people are showing up right now, all late in the comments, like just barely missed it. I missed it. Or whatever. So, <laughs> I'll catch it again. That's good. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, this was really good. Like I said, um, we, I don't know. I just like having conversations like this. I like talking about the things that like, you know, that really interest me. And I also like kind of exposing people to new concepts. Yeah. Cool, man. I, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it was valuable for everyone. And uh, again, um, just uh, the main thing, that I just always, there's a couple things I just always want to like remind, I don't know, anyone, anytime I, I have a chance to, to speak to like an amazing community um, is because you guys already have all like the, you guys have amazing like mentorship and you have guidance. Um, now it's just about consistency and, you know, nothing happens until something moves. So you must take action, must take action consistently and get Get okay with uncertainty. I think that we all desire certainty so much, um, and it's a, it's like a superpower. It really is. When you get to a point in your life where you're okay being uncertain, you are you're okay. Remember, remember Indiana Jones, the Last Crusade. Do you remember that? Remember when when the last thing he had to do was the leap of faith, right? He had to he had Step to walk, off. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so be 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 like that. Be okay with uncertainty. Trust the process. Know that you know, everyone, everyone's trying to figure this stuff out. And it's amazing when you, when you operate with intention and you operate with urgency and you just take action, um, like just doors open up and opportunities open up, but it's, uh, it's just getting comfortable with that uncertainty and then just, just operate with urgency and, uh, yeah. doors will start opening up. So yeah, it's just literally like take that one step, guys. Like it just more than anything else. Like if you just take that one step and just keep going, like amazing things happen. It's it's when you stop and you get you know delayed by something or distracted by something that you don't really move. It's like just consistency. 
it's like a, honestly like you feel like you're having like an awkward like an awkward conversation but it's like a, a really good conversation because like you remind yourself like later on you're like Shit, now it's starting to make sense like it's like now it makes sense at first it did it it was kind of weird <laughs> but now it's good like it makes sense now so um, yeah yeah man i don't know um yeah so i think that's gonna do it right there right yeah no i think this is great um great. thank you so much brian appreciate you coming on yep. appreciate cool. it guys thank All you right, thank you guys have a good night see you guys Bye.